NBA fans, we're back for another this week's episode of the Second Stringers NBA Podcast. This week, Kyrie Irving is back. The Nets are 1-2. and two. So does the saying still hold true that Kyrie Irving is holding the Brooklyn Nets back? And Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant go at it on Twitter. We got our reactions to that. And Aaron Gordon potentially being traded. We'll see about that. And the Utah Jazz continuing to roll through it on their 10-game win streak. But before we break into all that... Sean, here's a question for you. Shil Gilgis Alexander, hell of a night, a 2020-10 performance, dra- helping drive the OKC into the playoffs, um, into a playoff spot. So he is now the fifth player in the last 20 years to hit the 2020-10 mark. The other four are Russell Westbrook, Kevin Garnett, DeMarcus Cousins, who did it three times. Dang. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Yeah. But who is this? unknown fourth guy here sean Ooh. oh man this is a name that will surprise you do you i'll i can give you a hint do you want okay. the hint or do you think you can uh, take it off can you i'll get two guesses i get one without the hint and one with the hint okay let's do that okay my guess out of nowhere is gonna be rajon rondo <laughs> oh that's actually not a bad one he, he does that. he does every stat i feel like he, there might have been a chance i don't know yeah, he's definitely yeah he's definitely a stat uh, chaser, especially back a couple of years ago. But okay, that's not right. But I mean, <laughs> you know, I feel like I can give you a point five. Okay, for I'll a take a point there. five. Do I get yeah. a hint now? Do I get a hint? Yeah, so I think this is a pretty good hint. So this guy right. is a former warrior. He played on the Golden State Warriors. And it's not Steph Curry the, or well, Kevin Durant. Yeah, you said played on the Warriors. Oh yeah, Kevin yeah. Durant. Oh, yeah, no. Oh man! And it's not current a player, not currently a player in, for Baron the, Davis. No, it's not Baron Davis. <laughs> this is gonna blow your mind. Uh huh. Okay. It's David Lee. What? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I forgot that guy existed. Yes, David Lee at one point hit a twenty twenty ten performance. Joining this nor <laughs> this prestigious club of players that is that now includes Shale Gilgis, Alexander, Dang. Kevin Carnett, Westbrook, and Cut Demarcus Cousins. Uh, well, I mean that I guess that has to beg the question then, right? So now you have these five guys. Is does Shay fall more <laughs> in line with the David Lee career, or is he going to end up becoming a star in the league? That's a good question, and to me. At this moment, it seems like he's garnering more towards being a star than a David Lee type direction. Now, is he Kevin Garnett, a Hall of Famer, or Russell Westbrook, and a future MVP? I don't know. Hard to say. That's hard to say, (laughs) but I'd say I think it seems more likely to go that path than the David Lee path. Yeah, I I think I agree with you. And yeah, it's so hard to make guesses on this kid. Like, we've seen nothing but greatness from him. So I'm inclined to believe that he's he's gonna eventually become an all star in this league. Definitely not this year, but in a in a year very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even if he might deserve it this year, because I mean he is a big reason why the Thunder are doing so great. I mean, obviously Chris Paul coming back to form is a huge part there, and they have good pieces there. We really underestimated how many good pieces they have in OKC, to be yeah. honest. I think we were oh. just so focused on the fact that they lost two superstars that they were just going to suck for all eternity. Yeah. I can't believe we bought more stock into the Phoenix Suns than we did into OKC oh, yeah, to start we were, the I, year. Man. Shame on us, man. Shame on us. We need to get better at this. Yeah. We should not have doubted Shea Gilgis Alexander and those guys. <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew Shea was good though. Like I saw him play for the Clippers, and he had an amazing rookie year. Not that he won Rookie of the Year or anything, but he was he is up there for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now he's he's continuing to improve, and he's getting the opportunity. So it's awesome. If only Jerome Robinson became half the player that Shea Gilgis is right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think it must have really hurt the Clippers letting go Shea Gilgis. And I know I feel like they knew the kind of player he was, but obviously no one can predict that. A performance like this, a 20, 20, and 10 mark. But it definitely helps his cause, I think. It gets him a little bit more stock into that all-star potential. Because um, I don't think he's really on that list um, as a, being a notable guy to, to make that Western Conference all-star team. I bet Shea Gilgis-Alexander gets into the all-star game before Buddy Heald does. 
Do you think so? Well, I, I mean, guess Buddy Heal's not going to make it into the All-Star game ever, so. Oh. <laughs> this could have been his year. He this was the year so he, well. had to, he had to do it this year. The Kings yeah. suck too bad. Yeah, there's no, there's no, I mean, I feel like his name is still in there in terms of, like, a guy who's on the fringes, but. He's not even yeah, getting we, really, like, top 10 votes, though. Like, he's yeah. not even in the conversation. I mean, and then you get performances like Shell Gilders like this, and then John Moran, what he's doing with Memphis. Yeah. And Chris Paul, I mean, all of a sudden, guys that you thought weren't were going to be in the running are there. Right, yep, exactly. And Alex Caruso, too. Can't forget. <laughs> Alex Caruso, <laughs> get out of here with that. But anyways, let's go to the Utah Jazz, who are just still who are just killing it. They have There's that column in the standings that say the last 10 games and how the team is doing within the last 10 games. And the mm-hmm. Utah Jazz currently have a 10-0 and 0 mark there in that column for them. They're top 10 in defensive rating, top 5 in field goal percent shooting, five games behind the L.A. Lakers and on, with only a half-game lead on the Nuggets and the Clippers. With this streak, Sean, are, do we now consider the Utah Jazz a t- officially a Tier 1 team in terms of championship potential? This is kind of crazy, too, because Conley's been sidelined this mm-hmm. entire time. So they're doing this all with Joe Ingles back in their starting lineup. Yeah, And I think that has to be the winning formula for them. I mean, obviously, he's been there the last few years, so he knows the system way better than Conley. But I wouldn't have expected Joe Ingles to make the impact on this team because, really, the, the team is just the same as it ever was. Right. Um, they And then they add in Bogdanovich, who has ended up being a much better piece for them um than Conley was going into the season you thought that they'd both contribute but Bogdanovich is the only one that seems to have actually fit into this lineup um mm-hmm. which I think we pred- we actually predicted that right thank thank god um <laughs> but yeah Ingles averaging 15.4 points on 69.5 percent true shooting those yeah. are some impressive numbers since Conley was sidelined and yeah I th- the Jazz do this every year where they they start out the gates slow and you're like, yeah. okay, well, they're just, you know, pretty good, but never really that top tier. And now, like, they're they're actually getting started a little earlier than we're used to seeing, and they're already up in the running and uh, tied with the Nuggets, I think, now, um, as of tonight, for that second seed uh, with the, still a half-game lead on the Clippers. Yeah. So I, I got to say yes. I got to say yeah. yes. I, th- I think they are now a Tier 1 team with the Nuggets and the Clippers with the Lakers being like a tier zero team right now where it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, they just, they still are. St- I mean, there's still five games behind the Lakers, so you can't really put them in the same tier right now. Yeah. I agree that somehow the Lakers have managed to really just pull it together without Anthony Davis getting some wins there, even without LeBron and Davis, they managed to get some wins, but back to the, to the Utah jazz, that Jordan Clarkson trade that the stat that we gave last week, that's right. Still holds true. <laughs> Clarkson still has not lost <laughs> since mid mid December. And he's about to get close to the one month mark since the last time he experienced an NBA loss. And he's Man. still out there as well. Averaging 15 points a game, a 49 per, 47% shooting for the Utah jazz. So he's definitely jumped right into this lineup and has made immediate impact. But here's something to maybe think about. Since in the whole month of January, the Utah Jazz have only played one team so far that's over 500. That's the Indiana Pacers. So in the next two weeks, they do got themselves a string of teams over 500 from the Western Conference. So we'll see how I think that'll be a good test. And I think that somehow has a little to do with this. Um, impressive 10 game win streak but still nonetheless they've taken advantage of it so I, I mean I gotta say that I think it does bump them up a little bit yeah no I, I think so it, it will be interesting to see how they respond to more competition but teams don't go on 10 game winning streaks unless they're yeah. a tier 1 team like right. even the Pelicans who are like a tier f- whatever team <laughs> like they went on a 4 game winning streak anyone can go on a 4 game winning streak but 10 games like that's that's a whole different team and uh, I, I right here go Baron Mitchell like we we need to start getting some All Star votes for these guys because if they don't make the All Star game then something's wrong especially with Go Bear man Go Bear deserved it so much last year didn't get it yeah he deserves it this year I agree I think this is the year for him no no Durant and I mean. We- I was I was trying to figure out why he didn't make it last year, and I looked at the roster again from last year, and I looked at the numbers, and LaMarcus Aldridge took that last spot last right. year, which I mm-hmm. guess 
it was kind of he was playing well. He so. was playing well, and it was kind of back and forth. But this year, I think Lamarcus Aldridge has regressed a bit. <clears throat> you don't have Kevin Durant out here, so I think mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't see any clear competition against Gobert. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is out. I almost feel like Gobert deserves it more than oh Carl Anthony Towns. I think the yeah. only are the only guy who deserves it probably over him at this point is probably a Joe Kick. Um, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and I mean, he's having a career year in terms of points and as well as field goal percentage at 68% and 16 points, <laughs> top 10 in defensive rating, and number two at blocks, number two in total rebounds and rebounds per game. I mean, this guy's having himself a hell of a, a hell of a, a hell of a season right now. And I feel like he doesn't get as much credit as he should just because he's he plays such a singular role defensive player who rolls to the basket and finishes off dunks. <laughs> but still nonetheless this guy makes the utah jazz um uh, the defensive powerhouse that they are and he also they rely so much on his movement rolling to the basket to really get those def- those offensive shots that they need yeah as one of the few big men that's able to keep relevant in today's game i mean we're mm-hmm. seeing Andre Drummond putting up giant numbers for the Pistons, but they continue to lose. Right. Whereas with Utah, the system actually works so that Gobert is actually able to thrive in it. And he gets all these defensive numbers, which probably doesn't play to him very well getting all-star votes because it's not flashy, you know, like all the offensive players. And that's that's probably a big reason why I didn't get it either, but he deserves it. Um, yeah. I hope, I hope the fans start to recognize that. I don't think they are based off of the voting that we've seen so far. But I I feel like the coaches and the front office executives are gonna get him in, so they're in a reserve spot. Um, right. Hope, hopefully they do. If they're looking at the game and seeing who's actually the most valuable players in the league right now. Yeah. So I came I came at this at the angle that I think Rudy Gobert has a stronger case to be in that All Star game than Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if you agree with that on with me. Um, I mean, I haven't, I don't, I haven't looked at Mitchell's numbers really this year. I know he's not doing, he's not grown a lot from previous, from last year, um, mm-hmm. which he, I mean, he's playing well, um, but it hasn't been anything like I'm looking at box scores. I'm like, oh yeah, like Donovan Mitchell had a dominant game. Yeah. So Donovan Mitchell currently right now, top 15 in points per game and usage rate. I think given the record i think he has a case, he has a strong case but there are a couple names here that he's going to compete with and i didn't put luka doncic in there because i think that's not even a that's not apples to apples comparison <laughs> yeah he's a no brainer james harden a no brainer i think those two guys are the starters for alex the western caruso. conference backcourt <laughs> alex caruso <laughs> but i think you, you then you bring up other names like russell westbrook i think damian Leonard has a stronger case Devin Booker, Chris Paul, John Morant are, I think, some of the names that come to mind on whether or not Donovan Mitchell has a stronger case against some of these guys here. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. And, I mean, Jay Gildas Alexander may have just put his name legitimately into the hat as well. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, looking at just records, Utah has a better record than all of these guys' teams. Right. Especially Portland. Like Damian Lillard, man, I he's gonna make the All Star game because he's Damian Lillard. But man, it, it, his team's definitely not doing him any favors right now. Like still finding themselves deep within the the standings of the Western Conference. Devin Booker, same thing. Like you're just hoping the Suns eventually become relevant, but still not getting there. And it's I don't know, Chris Paul. It it's weird because you feel like OKC is such a team effort that. Chris Paul's just not getting enough credit for how well they're doing, and it is hard to tell between him and Shea. Um, obviously, John Morant is a great like fan pick, but obviously, still a losing record there. You know, yeah. even if they are in the eighth seed. So Mitchell, he's on the winning team, and he's one of the he's the premier guy there. So I think he gets the nod over any of these guys, honestly. Yeah, I think so. I think I think like you mentioned, I think Damian's in there. Um, outside of that, I think you could make a case against Westbrook, definitely against Booker um, and John Morant. Chris Paul is interesting, um, but I, I would wanna, I, 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 I want to give it to Chris Paul just because like I think it's cool that he actually isn't regressed and he's back to form. Yeah, and he's playing every single game. He's actually every there. single game. Yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, 
But uh, we'll see how that plays out. But I, I definitely just want to see my, my guy Rudy Gobert in there, man. He should have been in there last year. Two-time defensive player of the yeah. year, all-defense team, but no all-star selections. Come on, what's up with that? Put some respect on this name, man. Yeah. So disrespectful. Exactly. How about Kyrie Irving back with the Nets, and the Nets are currently 1-2 since his return. Um, so back from his second game, bringing Dinwiddie, bringing Dinwiddie to score his first single-digit game <laughs> since November 7th. Of dropping course. U- dropping his usage rate from 32% to 20% and losses to both the Utah Jazz and the 76ers. I mean, they were both tough teams, and the Nets are currently 18-22. and 22. So what do you think, Sean? Can this team pull it together? Can Kyrie Irving bring something back to this Nets team who, I mean, just last month looked really well? So I guess what does pulling it together look like? Does that mean like getting above 500 or actually like doing a lot better than 500? I mean, I think we both (laughs) saw this team being within tier two, tier three. So fifth seed um, potentially for home court advantage in the first round. I still think the ceiling for this team is a fifth or fourth seed. Yeah. Uh, so that would obviously mean a couple games above 500. That's what I see. That's what I mean that this team can get back to that level. It's honestly hard to say. I, I don't know how rusty Kyrie is right now. If we give him a few more games, maybe a month or so, we'll know for sure. But I mean, they all they have all their pieces healthy now, right? Yeah. Like, Karis LeVert's back. Now Kyrie's back. Dinwiddie's been there the whole time. Everyone's there. I, I think I think DeAndre Jordan might have, like, sprained his thumb tonight or something. I, I don't know. But everything points to the fact that they should start winning games now, and we're still seeing exactly what we saw when Kyrie started the season with them. Um, right. Yeah, like you said, it's Utah and 76ers. They're good teams, but the 76ers didn't have Embiid. That's true. And it's like, how many more excuses do we need to come up with, though, for mm-hmm. this team? It's like, Spencer Dinwiddie was able to basically keep the, make this team a 500 team by himself. And right. the fact that Kyrie's already back with one and two, it's like, oh, come on, man. Like, the fact that he's second in fan votes tells me that people want to see Kyrie perform well. Because people love him, and, they, and right. like, everyone wants to see him do well, but... It's like, how how can you give him that nod? You know, like just just for, just based on name value, that's the only way you can give him that nod because he hasn't played like an all star this year. Yeah, and that's what that's another point to bring up is he's second in all star votes. So is he deserving of it? Because when you look at it, I would say Spencer Dinwiddie, at least just a couple games ago, seemed like a guy who was cl- maybe a little bit not quite on the fringes, but his name was there for a tight race. I think. In the Eastern Conference for oh, yeah. those I'm, guard I'm voting, all-star spots. I'm voting for Dinwiddie every day, dude. Like, he deserves it. Because if to me, it almost seems like the, the most solid guard spot is Kemba Walker. Like, I think there's no debate there. Mm. And then Trey, is Trey Young a starter or not? Does somebody else deserve to start over him like a Bradley Beal? <laughs> it's so hard when you're 9 Brown. and 30. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just atrocious defense, a losing team. But then you look at the the rest of the list, and it's like, well, there isn't really quite a guy. Like, you would make the argument that Kyrie Irving should be there, but the fact that he's only played, like, less than 15 – he's only played less than yeah, 15 like, games, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that if, – if he's got a strong enough case. However, he, he does carry the name. But with that being said, I mean, the, I feel like the race is so tight between some of these guys, Trey Young, Brown, Tatum, Bradley Beal, Malcolm Brogdon – Hell, I threw Zach Levine in there. I think he might. Yeah, he can make a case a good for him. Year. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I'm giving it to Brogdon and Dinwiddie because I I think they've stepped up the most for their teams with the injuries to Odalipo and Kevin and Kevin Durant and Kyrie respectively. Like these guys have stepped up and they've kept their teams relevant. Brogdon yeah. even more so than Dinwiddie. Yeah. Um, granted, I'd say the Pacers are overall a better team than the Nets, so Dinwiddie had a little less <laughs> to work with, but. They're both killing it, man. I mean, Bradley Beal, he he's been hurt for a while too, or he was hurt for a couple weeks. He's back now. Yeah, and yeah, there's just there's no except for the Celtics, Brogdon and Dinwiddie on this list. I don't think anyone really deserves it if you're talking about just first half of the year. And that's right. I feel like you have to base the All Star game off of that. Obviously, there's popularity, so Kyrie's gonna get in just for popularity. It, he does he deserve it? No, definitely not. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that'll be a stinker if he gets in and Dinwiddie's left out, which I think is that it's possible. Possible. It's really I'm, possible. I mean, Kyrie's going to end up being a starter because he's Kyrie, and Dinwiddie. Man, I just I hope people give him the nod in the in the reserves because the dude's a baller. Yeah, I think so. There would be some names left out here then if that would be the case. I guess at this point it would probably be obviously Zach, and, Zach Levine. Yeah, Maybe Jason Tatum doesn't make I don't, this I don't team. Think, I think Tatum has a better chance than Jalen Brown. I don't think Jalen Brown's done quite enough to warrant All Star selection. Really, I no. I he's got a couple thirty point performances. So what? He's a nineteen and seven guy, or like twenty two and not, seven. That's good. It's not like an All Star for sure. Lock nineteen and seven. Those are good no, numbers. I, it's not I mean, all-star. I mean, I think, yeah, but I think that's the point here is like a lot of these guys, that's who they are. They're just kind of like not really jumping out the, off the page. They're, the, they're, the, it's tight. Their numbers are so close together. But the fact that they already have Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum there also, I think, makes it way harder for Jalen Brown to make it. Yeah, that's Walker, th- Walker's going to make it no matter what. Yeah, I think Walker's in there. That's I feel I'm like th- Jason Tatum is seen as the better player. I take Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. Honestly, really? I'm gonna throw that out there. Like you, like it's not. <laughs> is it? It's got to be at least close, though, right? It's close. Yeah, it's close. But I think uh, I think Jalen Brown's just done a little bit more to 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 deserve that nod. And you're I talking think, about you're talking about him getting 30 point performance. Jason Tatum had a 41 point performance the other night. Okay, it's close. It's definitely close, but. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown on this one, Sean. I'm sorry. I'm oh. going to have to disagree with you. No, what? <laughs> you, is that just because you have him on your fantasy team or something? That's true. It's po- That might be possible. <laughs> that might be a possible reason. I don't know, man. I feel like Jason Tatum, like 21.3 points per game on the year, 6.9 rebounds. That seems I mean, more like all-star. Like that, he's, over, he's in the 20s for points. So is Jalen Brown. Let me, uh, let me, what is he at 21 though? I think he's over 21. Oh, he's 19. at 19.9. 19.9. 19. 20. 20. 20. He was at 20. Not at 20. <laughs> <laughs> Not at 20. This guy's Jason, Jason Tams gets more points per game than he does, and he gets what, more rebounds. What point, about point what about more. percentages though? We're talking about a guy who's no. almost 50 percent, 39 percent from three for Jalen Brown. <laughs> Look at that. All right, Anyways, all right. <laughs> it's close. It's, it's gonna, close, it, it, but I feel like Jason Tatum is seen as the better player. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but if you've seen some Jalen Brown, you know he's he is now the slightly better player. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, it's, well, it's close, but it's close. Yeah, and, well, I'll give and you we'll, that. Yeah, I feel like we'll, Trey Young. Trey Young should be in the All Star game. I think he is. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna put him as somebody who's out. Yeah. Okay. But is Bradley Beal the guy left out then? So it's gonna be either like, so out of this list, if Dinwiddie's in, it's gotta be like Levine's gonna for sure be out then, huh? Yeah. It seems like I they're... think I think Levine, Brown, and Beal don't make it. So I I agree with. Uh... See, Bradley Beal is actually, like, balling, too. 27 points. I know, but, like, he, but I don't know. Team. He was out for a few weeks, and the Wizards suck. It's not like he's putting up Trey Young numbers. Right. And it would suck if Beal's in, because if Beal's in, then that means Brogdon is out. Yeah, and, and Brogdon Dinwiddie. would be out. And I, yeah. yeah, and Brogdon's another guy I vote for every day. I vote for Brogdon, Dinwiddie, Siakam, like, all these dudes that just stepped up this year. Yeah, I think in my... So I think we have a similar list, except I would have Brown as opposed yeah. to Tatum. Okay, I'll, I'll be <laughs> hey, we're gonna find out soon who makes it in the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we'll see. I'm still taking Brown on that. But uh, <laughs> let's go to big deal of forgetful. So trade trade rumors swirling around Aaron Gordon. I don't think there's really much surprise here. I think his contract fits a good trade scenario. He's young. And, has um, potential. Has I potential. Guess. Yeah. yeah, his numbers yeah. are okay. Thirteen points, forty-one percent shooting. He's thrown down some good performances, but for the most part, he's kind of just been a flat line in terms of career progression. It's actually been a regression. Only thirteen point three point two points per game this year so far. He was averaging seventeen yeah. last year. Yeah, you're right. 
And it's sad because this is a team that's lost Jonathan Isaac a couple of times. They've lost Vucevic. And you would think that would open the doors for a big, um, big performances from Aaron Gordon. But so far, it just hasn't really happened for him. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, you see the athleticism. It's just mm-hmm. he's so athletic. It's like he should be a Blake Griffin type of player, like, dominance-wise. Yeah. But he's just never – I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know. Maybe we're overestimating his abilities on the court outside of his athleticism. But, like, he could shoot the three. The dude can shoot the three, too. It's like he yeah. has an all-around game. He just doesn't seem to be able to, like, use it correctly. Yeah, it's almost like he's developed himself into a guy with a good all-around game, but he's not exceptional or anywhere close to elite at any part of it. So I think that kind of hurts him a bit. And this, and he's kind of like a like a cheap man's Tobias Harris in a way to me, yeah, the way I see him play. Yeah. Um, except he's not anywhere close to quite the shooter Tobias was on in, either now or when he was on the Clippers. So I think he's just kind of... He just—he's so streaky, and I almost—I almost, I almost w- think that it would be best for this man's career to just get out of Orlando and try to try another role on some other team and see what happens. Because I think he's too good of a talent to to just kind of be an average NBA player. Do you feel like this is another guy Portland would try to go after? I see why not. I think like if you can't, if you don't, if you're Portland and you don't want to afford Kevin Love, maybe Aaron Gordon's your third option that you try to go for i mean can they make it work i think they can make it work with a Ken, oh, with yeah. kent bazemore kent bazemore and you, well hassan whiteside i think getting, putting hassan whiteside in the deal is really like what makes it enticing you know yeah i guess if you're the magic but i mean if the magic just want a, an expiring contract and they can sweeten it up with um, some other stuff maybe you can get away with just kent bazemore alongside yeah, other pieces Right. Bring, yeah, because yeah, what's Ken? If Ken Bazemore is making like what seventeen million right now? Yeah, he's like around yeah. six, sixteen, fifteen, seventeen. Okay. Yeah, that would that would line up pretty good. Um, and yeah, I don't. I don't feel like Ken Bazemore's really done much for them this year. No. Like I, I thought he was going to have a little better of an impact than Evan Turner did last year, but I I guess it was just a big flat line for both teams. It's just like, well, oh well. <laughs> yeah, it looks sounds like they need Evan Turner's big contract back on their squad. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I think if the, if they could do that, if the Magic are willing to make that type of trade, if they're willing to give up, it's like they're in a se- the 7th seed right now. And <laughs> It's like in the playoffs, like where they always are, but uh, they actually just beat the Lakers by one point somehow, and now they're 20 and 21 on the year. Oh, interesting. Um, So, yeah, you're looking at still an average team, though, and it's like at what point are you like, Aaron Gordon is not the guy we need. We we need to make a move like in this offseason to try to get different guys on our team because we've already locked ourselves into Vucevic for another four years. We've locked ourselves into Terrence Ross for another four years. Yeah. And it's like, we have Markel Fultz, so that's cool. But then outside of that, it's like just a bunch of pieces that don't really fit together. Yeah. Well, Jonathan Isaac's made a big, a quite a good leap this Jonathan year. Jonathan Isaac, yeah, but now now he's out for now the season. Now he's out, but he's out so, for the year. So, yeah, you're not you're not really looking at competing without this guy who was supposed to be that X factor for you now. I mean, Vucevic is there. He's back from injury, but who knows for how long. Yeah. I, I think I think they might be uh selling at the trade deadline. I don't know. I I feel like this could materialize into something. Yeah, I think they're at a crossroads where it's like Jonathan Isaac is out, so you either continue riding Aaron Gordon into the playoffs. You know, you're out for the in first the first run, round. Exit, yeah, and then you sweep. <laughs> and then you try to move him because I think you got to move him because I mean, some of the flashes Jonathan Isaac showed, I think it seems like there's there might not be enough room there to keep both Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac or really any good reason to keep both. So I think you either try to move him now or you try to move him in the off season and. I mean, I I feel like the better choice might be to just move them now and maybe see what lottery, see what, see what, see, try your luck in the lottery. I feel like now I'm thinking about it. I feel like Portland would have to throw in like a young piece. Oh yeah, they uh, probably because yeah. Aaron Gordon is is not a bad player. We shouldn't write him off as like a Kent Bazemore straight up trade. You know? No, he's younger. Like, no, you yeah. gotta throw in a Simons or a Zach Collins. Yeah, one of the two. Not, I, I, th- I think that the, either of those would work. Yeah, I think so. So 
I, th- I guess the final verdict here, is this a big deal or forgetful here, Sean, for you? I mean, I think if it is with Portland, it's a big deal because that mm-hmm. could really move the needle for them. But if it if it's not, then it's forgetful because I, I, I don't even know who else would need him right now. Yeah, exactly. I think so. So let's go to per- per- Kendrick Perkins <laughs> versus Kevin Durant on, oh, on no. NBA Twitter. I mean, they, these guys just went back and forth for seemingly, it seems, no reason whatsoever other than Kendrick Perkins just calling out uh, Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant responding. Kevin Kendrick Perkins is calling him out in, in terms of calling Russell Westbrook the best player at Oklahoma City, Mr. Thunder. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant didn't feel like that was correct, or maybe he, he was offended by some other part. But basically, Kendrick Perkins saying... Go him clapping back at another NBA reporter saying that Kevin Durant was never able to leave the second round without Russell Westbrook. Durant responded with, yeah, and our starting center, Kendrick Perkins, averaged a whopping two and three during that series. He played hard, though, champ. Perkins obviously responded with, boy, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history up on a team three and one in the Western Conference Finals and go join them in the following season. Heart of a champion right there. I think those two <laughs> tweets are the heart of it right there. I mean, there's some back and forth, but... A big deal or forgetful here for you, Sean? I it's forgetful, but I do think it's funny that Kevin Durant's uh, just poking his head around uh, while he's rehabbing from his injury, just looking to stir up some uh, <laughs> social media drama. The funny part about all this is that it happened on Russell Westbrook's return to Oklahoma <laughs> City. That's right. So it's like a lot of people are like, oh, like did this happen on purpose? So like Kevin Durant took away from Russell Westbrook's night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, that's too much of a coincidence, man. It's yeah. ridiculous. I think so. And to me, it just seems completely silly. And I'm not sure. I can't tell if this is actually a legitimate conflict or is or if this is just like a planned uh, social media stunt of some sort. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Kendrick know. Perkins is trying to uh, get more clout so he can get more play, more screen time on ESPN analyst roles. That's what it sounds. <laughs> that's what it seems. He's trying to skip Bayless's way into fame oh, yeah, dude. in the he's, sports he's, media he's, world. Yeah, he's just trying to have hot takes and rile people up. Yeah, I think like on the jump he had like five or six minutes just dedicated to him talking about this and Sports Center is on there talking about it, and it just seems super silly. Like. Why does it even matter? Uh, I mean, I guess that for the sake of argument, would you consider Westbrook Mr. Thunder or Kevin Durant Mr. Oh, Thunder? Oh, Russell Westbrook's Mr. Thunder. Ask any yeah. Thunder fan. Ask our, our numero uno Thunder fan, Scott <laughs> Williams, who is Mr. Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> it's no contest. Yeah, I mean, it seems he's there. he was there longer, uh, more playoff appearances. But I think when you talk about the best player who ever played, I think – I still think Kevin Durant is the better player than Westbrook. I don't think there's really much argument there, right? It, no, but we're not talking about best player. We're talking about Mr. Thunder. It's, it's yeah. Russell Westbrook, and then it's Nick Collison. <laughs> and, then, and then maybe Kevin Durant. But, yeah, those two are Mr. Thunder well before him. Like, it's not even close. What about Steven do, Adams? Steven Adams is getting there, for sure. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been there long enough. Yeah. But he's getting there. I think I think that Kevin Durant's response to Kendrick Perkins was pretty hilarious, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I whopping I was, two and three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will he say was such trash. <laughs> he played hard though, champ. <laughs> I would is Durant coming up with it because he comes up with some pretty good stuff. I would say some pretty oh, good yeah. clapbacks. No, he's he's funny, man. Yeah, yeah it's funny. You, yeah, you, you can hate him all you want, but yeah, he's got jokes. Yeah, he definitely does. But uh, back on the injury report, what's not a joke at least not in New Orleans, is Zion Williamson is set to return next Wednesday, January 22nd. The NBA must be up on their feet, praising hallelujah, especially the the national TV partners. Because how many more Pelicans games are scheduled to be on national TV now, please? Because I've I've had enough of this, man. (laughs) They they should have just backloaded all the Pelicans games, given us all, all... Dozens national games you're giving them. Put it in the second half of the year, giving us this garbage for ten to twelve games of the national TV slot already. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm so sick and tired of seeing just blowouts on <laughs> national TV and Brandon Ingram. Like Brandon Ingram's gotten so much TV national I TV know. time. It's crazy. <laughs> it's fun. It's kind of the Lakers effect too. You know, it's like yeah. It's almost like you're airing more Lakers games by airing the old Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's like great. Like Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball seem like premier players in the league right now because they're on national TV so much. The ESPN had the audacity to call Kyle Kuzma a star player oh. on air. On air, star that. player. It's like, no, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, no. what are you talking about? Star yeah. player. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Burrow that barely, Burrow barely averages over twelve points a game. However, he is on our best performers this week. Yes, I'll give him yeah. that. I'll give him that. Yeah. But wrapping up the injury report, Joel Embiid out a couple weeks, as well as Wendell Carter Jr. missing multiple weeks as well. I mean, obviously, I don't think we can really argue who this is going to hurt the most. The 76ers losing their true all-star here, mm-hmm. especially as they're right now currently sitting in the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. That's a big deal. Uh, and Joel Embiid is, is the best player on this team. I mean, ben Simmons is great, but no one's going to argue. Like, Joel Embiid is the 76ers. He is Philadelphia. He's Mr. Philadelphia. So, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, this is, is going to be this is gonna be a pretty big loss for them for a couple weeks. Um, Tobias Harris is going to have to step up. Our boy Tobias. Yeah. Tobias, Ben Simmons. See what these guys got. Yeah, Tobias has got to do some stuff, man. He's like, he has not wish... been true to that to that year over year progression of improvement he's had. I wish he was playing better, man. Like the way he play, like he deserves an All Star appearance at some point. Like he's a good player. Yeah, I think his best case was unfortunately like when he was on that Clipper team. Oh yeah, and, averaging and, over twenty a game. Yeah, and that was just a loaded Western Conference year, so. Yeah. If he if he was in the West this year, he probably might might make it with those Maybe. numbers. Yeah, this, I, I don't know. Late, between the Lakers and Clippers, they take up like all the forward spots. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Wendell Carter Jr. down for the for the Bulls, but the Bulls are currently sitting at fifteen and twenty seven. <laughs> I mean, they're on. They're in the ninth seed, I guess. They're they're four games behind the they Brooklyn are? Nets. Oh my god! At a thirty five so win percentage. I honestly oh thought this god. team was going to do so much. A little bit better. I didn't quite see them finishing in the thirty percentage range. I thought they were going to be a four hundred team. We thought Markinen was going to make that jump. Yeah, I think I think it's time to lose hope on that. We're yeah. past the halfway point. Maybe with yeah. he has a resurgence with this injury to Carter Jr., but we'll see. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. has been playing really well, though. Oh yeah, to his credit. I mean, you you know from your fantasy team, like oh, he's, he's putting double, up good numbers. Machine. He's a great defender. Which yeah. doesn't show up in the stat sheet, but he has been a very good defender overall. What the advanced statistics state will say, at least, and yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully he doesn't have to miss too much time. He's he's actually having a promising sophomore year, and I'd hate to see that get cut short because of yeah. some dumb ankle sprain. Exactly. I need him back. I need him back. Yeah, for my <laughs> yeah you do. Run. <laughs> <laughs> Sinking teams. Let's or rising teams. Let's start with rising teams. Indiana Pacers three game winning streak with Brogdon back and Odalipo set to return pretty soon as well. And, I mean, we got to talk about Sabonis because I think we've been talking about yes. Brogdon being on the fringes of making the all-star team. I, th- I don't really think there's a strong argument to not have Sabonis in the Eastern Conference all-star team. Yeah, he's kind point. of averaging an insane double-double. 17.8 yeah. points, 13 rebounds. That is very impressive. Making a run at most improved this year for sure. I mean, he, he puts up stats every game, efficient shooting, Obviously, he's just around the basket a lot, but he just cleans up around there. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, he's just been doing everything he needs to do to get this team, and he's been just one of those guys again who's just been steadily improving every year. Yeah, that you don't, re- then you don't, you don't really realize all of a sudden how good this guy is. And I mean, you have a note here that he might he's in the running for most improved. I mean, I agree. Why not? It seems like he's the next uh, potential Pascal Siakam here. Ooh. I mean, he's not quite that all-around guy, but he he's got game, man. We we all underestimated him going into the season. I mean, the Pacers are in the five seed without their best player, which yeah. I don't think a lot of teams could say. Yeah, exactly. How about the Lakers? Nine-game winning streak, three get three wins without Anthony Davis, and one of those without LeBron James, and one of those was with a combination of either of the two. Um, so Kuzma out there balling, KCP balling, just they're just getting all around <laughs> production from everybody. I know <laughs> KCP turned it around, man. and he's still going. He's still going. Rondo putting together some good performances, but Dwight Howard being another steady uh, 
uh, figure on that squad as well, Javel McGee. This is just like a team that's just on a roll right now. Yeah, it just seems like all the pieces just fit together like way better than anyone expected. They did suffer a one-point loss to the Magic tonight, which that's pretty surprising, Uh, but those will happen. Uh, Nine-game winning streak before that, and they still have quite a stranglehold on the West um, because of that winning streak that they went on. I feel like it's almost as if Kuzma's trainer intentionally called out LeBron <laughs> so that it would light a fire under Kuzma because he's been playing great in January of 17.4 points a game on 44.7% shooting, which aren't like the best numbers, but it's much better than what he was doing before. Yeah. And yeah, they're just getting production from all around. I mean, that game that they didn't have Anthony Davis or LeBron, Kuzma scored 36 points, I think. Rondo had near a triple-double getting yeah. inserted into the starting lineup. But you're just like... Okay, so I guess Rondo can still do that? Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, there's just, it just seems like everything's clicking for them right now. They just, like, their guys are just playing out of their minds. Yeah, and it's fortunate to see because it looked like going into the year that this team was going to, and I think they still do rely heavily on LeBron and Davis. Oh, yeah. But it seems like they got pieces that can hold them over at least for a little bit. And I mean, Kyle Kuzma's got all those trade talks, so putting more, putting performances like this definitely. Hurt. Helps his case to staying on the squad, but also, and on the other side, also brings up his trade value for, for a potential package <laughs> somewhere for, right. further down the line. <laughs> oh man, you, you hate to see it, but yeah, it's he's still not out of the woods yet. He's gonna have to survive another three weeks without getting traded. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it's just because it. I mean, when you look at the roster, Kuzma's basically, I would say, the most valuable piece. And the most movable piece in terms of like his role with the overall team, he's kind of more of a redundant piece next to Anthony Davis. And if you could get, I don't know, a better playmaker slash scorer, Mayor Bogdanovic, um, on your squad from Sacramento Kings, then that might not be a bad trade. But it'd be interesting to see how those salary works, how those yeah. salaries can work. It's just crazy when a team that's like literally leading the West by five games feels the need to have to make a trade at the trade deadline since everything's going so well. But the fact that you've lost to the Clippers twice this year, I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing there is like, you know that you're good, but you know that you're also vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the play, the regular season is impressive. You could get the first seed, but I mean, LeBron's been there, right? He got the the, the number one seed like three years in a row with the Cavaliers and <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> right. He still ended up losing, you know, to the Celtics or, or yeah, he lost basically it was just the Celtics. I think he consistently kept losing to in Cleveland yeah. that first, that pre those pre Miami heat days. So, I mean, it's definitely possible. The Western conference is such a juggernaut once if, once it comes to playoff time. So if you're matched up with the Clippers, that's really what matters, not who's got who ended up with the number one seed and who didn't. Um, home court advantage mm-hmm. definitely will help, but, I mean, I think that's where their mindset is. Yeah, I feel like Covington's got to be the highest guy on their list. Bogdanovich yeah. would be good, but I think they're looking more for a guy that can guard Kawhi or Paul George. Yeah, I um, think so. Covington, Covington would fit that bill really well. He's got the length, and he's a great shooter, great defender. Like right, that's, that's the kind of guy that they're gonna want. Yeah, I I like Robert Covington. I, I I like that. He's a good. He's a solid piece, and you need somebody to try to match Pat Beverly's um, energy tenacity. out there. Yeah, the tenacity. <laughs> yes. How about good sinking? luck? Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna go to sinking teams. Philadelphia 76ers lost six of their last nine. Now they haven't beat out for a few weeks, and they've fallen all the way to the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Wow. A team that we thought, I mean, I thought the, you know, I think heading into this offseason, we both agreed that the Bucks looked like they were regressing a bit by losing Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. And that was going to leave the door open for the Philadelphia 76ers to just walk in there and take that number one seed on the Eastern Conference side. But now it looks like none of that is really materializing right now. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some unforeseen drama that between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid that I don't think I anticipated Mm-hmm. Um, going into the season and the pieces that they've added in Richardson and Horford are, are working in certain cases, but sometimes it just doesn't seem like everything's meshing together very well. And they did lose some depth. Like they don't have TJ McConnell anymore. Um, they don't have JJ Redick right. anymore. So 
the after you combine it all together, I guess they're really looking like like pretty similar to what they were last year, even though they have more potential yeah. um, to outperform what they can normally do. And granted, while they've been on this losing streak, most of their losses have been to good teams at least, which mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that's an excuse for them to lose them. But, I mean, Indiana's a good team. They lost to Miami in OT a couple weeks ago. Um, Houston's another loss. Dallas, the Pacers again. Losing to the Pacers this many times is bad because you might play them in the playoffs. <laughs> right. So that, that, that's a pretty bad one. But I mean, it has been a tough streak for them. They will p- see a little easier schedule moving forward um, in a good chunk of their schedule at the rest of January. But, yeah, they, they're finding themselves in this position I don't think we anticipated going into the season, like you said. Like, we thought that they'd be far and above the number one seed, and now they're, they're the Indiana Pacers. Right, <laughs> that's what exactly. they're competing against. Yeah, yeah, and I mean to their defense, I guess there's still chance for movement. Like at the six seed, they're 26 and six, 16, 61 win percentage, and the Magic are behind them, six games behind. <laughs> yeah, them. like no, they're gonna make the playoffs, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's a matter of if you're gonna have home court advantage in the first right. round or not. And they're only really one game away from jumping back up into the third seed. So that that gap between two and six is really close and then there's a huge one between seven and eight and then the milwaukee bucks are just kind of running away with it same story same story with like the lakers they got a seven game lead up on the number one seat so they can they still have a chance of potentially putting together uh, a good run and getting back into that tier one those tier one spots of the eastern conference playoff race but we'll see if they can make it click yeah, I, they they do like and they they can very easily get the second seed, but the fact that they can't get the one seed this year already mm-hmm. halfway through the season, like I, they they should at least be just a few games behind the Bucks with the type of roster that they have. So yeah, I don't know. That might speak to their coach, who I've questioned like <laughs> over the last few years, especially in the playoffs. They just they can't figure it out in the playoffs, and I, I don't know. I just haven't really felt very confident. Hmm. Interesting. Well, we'll see how it plays out for these guys, but let's go to the best performance of the week. We got Tristan Thompson, man. 15 for 20, <laughs> 35 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists. This guy out here thinks he's DeMontis Sabonis right now and a win over the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> Even better than what Sabonis gets. I mean, this is a ridiculous game. Like, if Tristan Thompson did this more regularly he'd actually deserve the money that he's getting from that massive contract <laughs> this is what this he's is paid true. to do this is the production you'd expect from him right like Carl anthony towns types of numbers but <laughs> yeah he'll get a flash in the pan every now and then and fortunately for me it happened last week when i was playing against him in fantasy <laughs> i i didn't even know he was on somebody's roster I didn't yeah know he he's on up. he's on bows's roster he's just he, I think this was like a 49-point performance. Stupid. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. What about Kyle Kuzma? 15 for 24, 36 points, 7 rebounds, and, and that win against OKC. This was an impressive win from the mm-hmm. Lakers. A great showing from Kyle Kuzma. Just really showing up, being the leading scorer on this squad, and bringing home the W. I We need to see some more of this. This is, I mean... <laughs> 17 he was he was a 19 no 17 point average guy last year i mean yeah. what happened to this man he can't, he's got to figure it out somehow he's, he knows, he's not a good six man. he's not a good sixth man if he gets the volume he can produce but i mean one he's also not a very good defender and lakers fans know that as good as anybody mm-hmm. but he can score dude can score if you give him the opportunity it's just when you're the sixth man you're not playing with LeBron as much. Anthony Davis is taking up a lot of production. But when neither of them play are playing, which I think this was the game where neither of them were playing, he's going to produce for you. Right. And I want to bring up to his defense, it's like, oh, he's been injured. He's, he's, he's seen he needs time to get in rhythm. But then he puts together something like this just a couple games after coming back. And it's like, okay, he's got it. It's in there. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. yeah. It's there. Just got to... Got to give him the opportunity to unleash it. Maybe yeah. if they trade him, he'll get that opportunity. Right. That's the thing. Is Kyle <laughs> Kuzma the type of guy that needs to be the number one or number two scoring option. But then if he is, can you actually be a good team? Probably not. Is, yeah. Is that the type of guy he is? That's yeah. a stink here. 
How about John Moran? 10 for 11, 26 points, 5 rebounds, uh, 8 assists in the win over the Houston Rockets just a couple days ago. This was a huge win for this team. The grit and grind. The former (laughs) grit and grind Memphis. They're not quite grit and grind now, but John Moran, man, I think legitimately throwing his name in the hat for an all-star selection, I don't think he quite gets it, but I mean, performances like this make you definitely start thinking about it more. Oh, 100%. This was a big statement win for this Grizzlies team. They'd been on a pretty good winning streak leading into this, or at least a solid run. And you're going up against a team where it's like, okay, like this is a real test for you guys. Like if you can beat the Rockets, like that's a legit championship contender team. Mm-hmm. And they go in and they just take care of business. John Morant plays lights out. He he had a three on Harden where Harden was daring him to shoot. And he took it and he drilled it. That's wild. This this dude is legit. Yeah, and we're talking about a 19-year-old guy against 30-year-old yeah. James Harden. Yes, exactly. And, man, he, he has all but locked up Rookie of the Year at this point. Yeah. The fact that the Grizzlies are anywhere close to 500 this year is <laughs> baffling. And he is really just leading the charge with this team. I mean, from grit and grind to just – Pure young guns just firing on all cylinders, man. John Morant is on some special streak right now. And yeah. man, if this is if this is gonna be consistent for him, and this is just his rookie year, this this kid might overtake Luka Doncic at some point for best player in the league if he keeps this up. Right. I mean I don't want to jump the gun too much, but man, is John Morant like a Derek Rose second coming? Like Ooh. He very well could be, man. He's got all the game. Yeah, just explosive. He's he's a rookie. You don't see this out of rookies ever. No. No, I mean, and if not, not the explosiveness like this, the efficient scoring, like this is just like, I feel like the only only other player I can think of is Derek Rose at at a young age. And Derek Rose eventually becoming that young, getting that title for the youngest MVP ever. Maybe I don't think John Moran. I mean, it's hard to say whether John Moran is going to be an MVP or not. But these are crazy numbers. Like he might very well just crack the top twenty next year. Yeah. <laughs> he he very well could. And if he doesn't get an All Star this year, which I don't think he will, his numbers aren't quite there yet. But mm-hmm. I think next year, next year is going to be his year. Yeah, it it is impressive because I feel like we were just there's yeah like the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies OKC Thunder. We bought less of that stock somehow <laughs> and more of the Phoenix Suns stock, which seems ridiculous at this point. I was point. convinced that those were going to be the bottom two teams in the division or in the conference. Yeah, I was as well, uh, but I just did not see this. I didn't. I mean, it's just not just John Moran, but it's like Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, uh, Brandon Clark. like Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder, <laughs> yeah. They just got a bag of dudes who just don't go down without a fight. But let's just Jonas talk Valanciunas. Jonas, yes, Jonas, just having a resurgence of his career. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the MVP though, because this oh, is something. This is so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Twenty-one minutes, twelve for seventeen, thirty-seven points, nine rebounds, four assists, and a win against the <laughs> New York Knicks. Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, Bobby Portis, Tosh Gibson. <laughs> It didn't matter who you threw at, and they had nothing <laughs> against Giannis in 21 21 minutes. minutes. <laughs> he played 21 minutes. They just clobbered the Knicks. He only had to play 21 minutes. 37 points. That's insanity. Oh, my gosh. It's like we've seen him doing this throughout this season where he's only playing like 25 minutes a game, getting 25 points, 30 points. 21 minutes you get 37 points yeah that's just unreal yeah i mean i don't even know what to say i mean it's kind of crazy like he could very well do put up a performance like this again though next month when he plays him again if he played like (laughs) for if he played 40 minutes in this game he could have gotten 70 points yeah that's crazy it like probably wouldn't have even been difficult for him (laughs) Like Giannis is thirty six and six, not the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like, man, he he has to win MVP again with this type with these type of performances. 
It's like, I know Luca's um, unbelievable, should be in the MVP conversation for the next 15 years probably. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Giannis is basically that also, and he's he is arrived now. Yeah. Like, he's in his he's in his best form right now. Like oh, this they're... is unreal. Yeah, there's no question he is the best player in the league. This is it. And we got to get this man on national TV. Get Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball <laughs> off of national I TV. Know. I know. It's like the Giannis Bucks do there. have – yeah. I'm pretty sure the Pelicans do have more nationally televised games than the Bucks do, which is just stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, Even if Zion was playing, I'd rather see Giannis. I would too. Yeah. Give me, jo- give me the Milwaukee Bucks versus anybody. Every yeah, time I, I watch him play, every time I watch him play, it's just like dumbfounded. I'm like, <laughs> how did he do that? Yeah. How is that fair? <laughs> just the ultimate, ultimate player right now. But Tristan Thompson is on the other side of the coin here for worst <laughs> performances of the week. 24 minutes, 0 for 5, 0 points, 8 rebounds, and a plus and minus of negative 23 in a loss against the Clippers. Uh, it felt felt good to put that one after yeah. what he did to me last week. <laughs> Man, this, this is exactly why it's just ridiculous how he got this contract where it's like you're paid to get 35 points and 14 rebounds <laughs> with some consistency but right. and then you go and score zero points with eight rebounds <laughs> it's like as a starter you had zero yeah. points and welcome to the cleveland cavaliers yes speaking Man. of which <laughs> yeah and you got brandon knight i didn't even know brandon knight was still in the league that's a name yep. I haven't heard in a while. 26 minutes, 0 for 6, 0 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 3 fouls, and a negative 21 in a loss against the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers are good, man. It's a good defensive the Clippers team. Clippers are good. <laughs> <laughs> they had a good game. This is, this, this is funny. It's just, these two performances were on, on, in the same game oh. for the same team. So wow. that just that just made it that much better. Yeah. Clippers are a good team. Cavs are – are they the second worst team in the league? No, Hawks, oh, Warriors, not that bad. Cavs. They Hawks, Warriors, wins. Cavs. Or no, Knicks, then Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. They got 12 wins. That's That helps them a little bit. Yeah, Clippers I'll keep them tough. in the Eastern <laughs> playoff race. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But back to the Memphis Grizzlies on final thought here to close the podcast. Just wanted to make a point that the Memphis Grizzlies are in the eighth seed, but they're not doing it the way your old man's grit and grind old school <laughs> Grizzlies were doing it back in the day. No, this is a team that's third in NBA pace, top 15 in offensive rating, 21st in defensive rating, so the bottom half, <laughs> eighth in points per game, and 27th in allowed <laughs> points per game. So who is this team? This is a team that doesn't care about – I mean, I'm sure they care about defense. However, they're not quite grinding on defense, and they're not quite gritty. <laughs> What they are, though, is they're fast, they're athletic, they're young, and they're being led by John Moran, probably what I would say one of the most explosive point guard athletes I've seen since uh, probably Russell Westbrook and Derek, Derek Rose. Rose. Mm-hmm. And they're they're on a streak. This month they beat in the Rockets, the Clippers, and the San Antonio Spurs, and they're deservingly so right now in the eighth seed. And question is, can they hold on there and potentially – face off the Lakers in the first round when you get LeBron versus John Morant perhaps it's just a sweep or maybe it does go to five games I don't know yeah man Memphis did this to us last year that's true they they did us dirty but they're making it a lot farther in the year this year so we're gonna get bamboozled again (laughs) we're we're at halfway they're 19 and 22 yeah are you buying stock are you buying Memphis Oh man, this hurts so bad. I can't buy. It. I can't. No, no. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. You don't? Yeah, I'm gonna go with my gut here. They're not gonna make the playoffs. I think the Spurs are gonna make the playoffs. Like always. Yeah. That's the thing, man. It's like you, you just hold on to the Spurs, and I've been holding on to the for idea for good reason. <laughs> I've been holding on to the idea that they're not a playoff team, but somehow they've managed to sneak into the last two years. They just and beat the Bucks the other day. They did. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I don't know, man. I, I don't see it. And I'm going to be persistent. And I'm going to stay with it. And I'm buying Memphis playoff You're stock. You're buying Memphis playoff stock? Oh. <laughs> I'm buying. I'm How buying. does that feel? How does that feel right now? How do you feel about yourself? You know, it, and it's not so much because it's <laughs> Memphis. It's more that I don't. I just don't want the Spurs to be there. I just want this streak <laughs> to die. It's I, not. It's not time yet. Their team is still decent. 
it's over. It's got to be over. And this is the year John Moran is closing the door on the Spurs. Memphis is going to do exactly what the Kings did last year. They're just they're just going to fall off, but they, they can't sustain this. They're not ready yet. They're we'll showing see. good flashes. They're not ready yet. It's a good I, run, though. Six-game winning streak right now. That's awesome. I think I think we will see, and I'm ready to close the door on the Spurs, so I'm buying the stock. <laughs> I'm buying Memphis stock. Let's go, John Morant. Let's go, we'll Jerry Jackson Jr., I don't know how many times you have to learn this lesson, my dude. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Check us out next week. We'll break down more NBA news, and we'll see if the Memphis Grizzlies continue their streak uh, or will the Spurs pass them up for the eighth seed. We'll find out. Have a good week, everybody.